Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, Head of Content here at EM360, and your host on today's episode. And today, I'm joined by Eton Bremler. Eton is the VP of Product at NetNut, and today, we'll be talking about the challenge of web data extraction. Eton, welcome to the show. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for having me. For those who aren't uh, familiar with yourself or with NetNut, could you let the people know a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah. So again, my name is uh, Eitan Bremler. Uh, like you said, I'm the VP of products here at NetNut. I've been with NetNut for the past couple of years. Uh, previously had roles of VP product at other companies, cyber companies, etc. cetera. Um, here at NetNut, um, we are about almost 50 people. Uh, what we do is we offer web data collection services to a wide range of companies and verticals. Um, and the idea is to help companies, organizations collect web data uh, at scale uh, by bypassing any uh, anti-web data collection services that a website might deploy. But the idea is to help organizations collect data for their own use uh, because today data is key. Uh, if you look at data aggregators, if you look at insurance companies, uh, finance companies, uh, sales organizations, it's everything around data, right? We need data. We need data to do uh, correct assumptions on our business. We need data to define where we want to go in terms of our roadmap, our business, the different verticals. Uh, we need data to understand how we work, how we operate. Um, we need data to know who to target as our customers. So it's everything is around data. Um, and there are companies who collect data from the service. There are companies, uh, AI companies, for example, or sales optimization companies who collect data and then analyze it and sell it as uh, data for their customers. So we, uh, we operate throughout the food chain, if you will, uh, companies who use data, analyze it, and sell, or companies who collect data for themselves. And how would you really, you know, define web data extraction in your in your own words? And why is this still quite a present uh, challenge for some companies? So web data extraction or web data collection, it's, uh, it's interchangeable words. Um, like I said, it's a very big industry. Um, today, uh, again, data is key, right? And organizations got into the understanding that without true data points, analytics, facts, um, you can't move forward with your business, right? Uh, moving from assumptions to calculated decisions. In order to do a calculated decision, I need data. Um, and some data I might gather by myself from my employees, but other data I might need to gather from online sources, right? Um, think about if I'm an HR company, right? Data uh, is what I use. I need to know who's looking for jobs, which jobs are there available, who are the potential candidates. It's all data, it's all information. And as an HR company, I need to collect that information. I need to know which job listings are there out there and who might be a fitting uh, candidate. So, and there's more and more companies like this. Uh, think about fintech companies, right? You're doing financial decisions. 
you're projecting stock prices. So I need to collect information on, on said stock, how it operated in the past, what was its high, what was its low, in order to project forward. That's data, right? Data is a very big word for a lot of different uh, items. Um, so it's very big. Um, and today, a lot of organizations are collecting data and are facing issues with data collection. Could be with collecting data at scale, if I need massive amounts of data. Ensuring the data they collect is, uh, is live, is not stale. Take, for example, the HR company again. Um, if I collected a job listing today, I need to collect it again maybe tomorrow to make sure it's still open because maybe that company hired. Or if you look at the stock price, I need to collect that stock price every few minutes because stocks go up and down. So I need to ensure my data is not stale, that it's live, that it's correct. Um, some websites uh, pose uh, anti-bot or anti-scraping or anti-data collection tools um, or uh, features to prevent data from being collected. So we need to help organizations collecting data uh, move around that or you know circumvent wherever you can or work with these anti-data collection uh, services. So there's a big challenge for organizations today in collecting data. Some know how to do it, might have data analytics and developers in-house. Some don't. All they know is that they need a data. Uh, think about a real estate company, for example. If you were an agent in that real estate company and I asked you, okay, Matt, where would you go to collect or view all the listings of apartments in London, right? You'd know like this, okay, I need to go to this website and this is what information I might have on an apartment. But if I now tell you, okay, now go develop a data collector tool, you won't know because you're not a developer, you're not a coder. You need someone to help you go and gather that information. That's where we are. That's where we're located. Um, and within our industry, there's kind of a stack, if you will, of what services an organization or a company like NetNut offers. And it depends on the maturity level of our customers. I mean, the basic level of this stack is basically selling an infrastructure for data collection, what people call proxies. And there's different type of proxies. We can talk about it as well. But that's the basic level. I offer you, our, the NetNut customer, the infrastructure, the network to go and collect your information and you develop everything. You have your coders, your developers, you know which destination you want to go to, which website, and you know how to develop a data collector. All you need is the infrastructure to go do the collection. So that's kind of the lower level of the stack. Above that are what we call data collector APIs or scraping APIs. These, it, this is code that NetNet has developed in order to collect information from specific public website uh, websites, right? This uh, level is good for companies who know what they want to collect, but have less knowledge in coding, right? They, they Instead of developing their API and their coders, they just want to tell us, go bring me this destination and maybe the, this information. And I convert this into a call to the destination website. These are dedicated APIs for specific uh, websites. On top of this, uh, there are what we call data sets, right? 
uh, basically when you collect inf public information, you can then offer a company a list of products that uh, you collected if, if it's public, right? So there are companies today who don't deal at all with the coding. They just need the raw data because then they take said data and analyze it. So think about a list of watches from an on e-commerce website. Instead of I, the customer, developing the code to go and collect the, all the pages of watches, I can get a pre, a, a list of watches from a company like NetNut and then do my analytics. It takes a lot of the effort away from developing and coding. I just focus on analytics, which is maybe my business to begin with. And the, so that's level three within the stack. So we said proxies, data collection APIs, data sets, and at the top are what we call data insights. This is analytics of the data. So if there, for example, think about an HR company uh, wanting the statistics of how many CEOs in London are over a certain age or from a certain demographic, uh, they're male, female, etc. have X number of education years or a degree. That's analytics on the list of CEOs of companies in London. That's a data uh, insight. So companies in our space know and are starting to look into how do we analyze the data for our customers, giving you an insight, maybe even something you didn't even know. Right. And you could look at projections of stocks. You could look at because I already know the stocks, how they behaved. I have the list of stocks. I can now do an insight and okay, this stock went up when another stock went up. Maybe there's a relation, which is very important for AI based companies. They need these insights to start developing their own uh, insights. This is kind of the stack of how this market operates. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's good to hear that, you know, you can kind of use these different stacks to cater for basically any size company and kind of any size of, you know, real need and kind of how they how far they, you know, need your solution to go. Um, how, how are you guys doing at deploying that at scale? So today we offer within this stack, uh, the proxies mm -hmm. and uh, the scrapers. And later on, we'll start moving up the stack. Within the proxies, we offer different types of proxies to our customers. Uh, could be data center-based proxies. So that's software or an IP belonging to a data center out there, a hosting company out there. Could be a residential uh, ISP, right? So think about an IP belonging to some residential uh, service provider, basically representing a household at the end of the day. Um, it could be an, uh, a mobile proxy, so an IP representing an actual mobile device. So there are different uh, types of proxies uh, that we offer, also residential proxies. So it's data center proxies, ISP proxies, uh, residential proxies, and mobile proxies. That's kind of the, uh, the different types. And our customers, when they come in to us, when they join the service, they tell us, okay, I need this type of proxy or IP, and the price is different. Usually it depends on the proxy type. I need a proxy in a specific location, country or city, 
and this is the destination website I need to go to. Um, and you can think about our network as kind of a highway, right? You join the service and you tell us, please take me off here. I need to get off in Munich. I need to get off in London because that's the destination. This is important because at the end of the day, our customers uh, want to simulate real users. When I go to a website to browse, uh, think about an uh, e-commerce website, right? And I want to see the list of watches. Um, I want to make sure the data there is valid uh, depending on where I'm coming from. Because the list of watches might be different uh, according to the manufacturer if I'm coming from London or from Paris. Because maybe I'm selling certain watches in London and certain watches in Paris, maybe because of shipment, etc. So I, an organization, a customer of NetNut, wanting to browse this e-commerce website might want to simulate traffic coming from London and then simulate traffic coming from Paris and compare the different list of watches. So they can configure our service and tell us, okay, I need an IP address in London and now I need an IP address in Paris. Some companies are agnostic and they don't care. Just give me any IP address you want. And that's the idea of a proxy. Right, we give you the infrastructure, you the customer, to collect data in in mass, in scale, from any location in the world, down to the city level. Right? Uh, again, think about price, uh, flight prices. Right? You might uh, you have different uh, currency. If I'm browsing uh, flights.com, for example, from London, I want to see prices in pounds sterling. If I'm coming from the States, from the America, I want to see dollars, right? So if I'm flights.com, I want to make sure that if someone is coming from the UK, they're actually seeing the correct currency. And mm -hmm. someone is coming from the US, they're seeing the same currency. So they're checking, they can use us to check their own website, just to validate that what they present out is correct, depending on the geography from which a company is coming. Right, so there's very is a very wide range of use cases uh, for this. Even cyber companies are now starting to go into this use case. Uh, white hats companies, right, uh, who offer their services to check the security of their customers. They can use a company like NetNut to simulate a lot of Sado attackers on their customers. So there's a very wide range of use cases. Yeah, and I guess with the the wide range of services that you guys provide there's some level of ai uh powered um you know kind of aspect to that tool right or some some sort of machine learning that you've built in so yeah so ai and machine learning are now starting to go into this space uh yeah. it's very new uh we're looking at it as well as a company as the future the roadmap of where we want to go and the importance here of ai is that again like i said before uh, there's a big chunk in the market today that doesn't want to get bothered or doesn't know how to develop their own collectors. They need someone to help them develop the collector for them. So in the past, companies like NetNet offered professional services. You call me up and you say, Eitan, I want to buy from you a service. Please develop for me this collector and I pay you an hourly rate. That's That exists. Well, we want to take it, we understand that with the power of AI, we can help our customers automatically develop collectors. 
So imagine for yourself some interface where you, the customer, go in and you tell me, okay, collector, here's the destination website I want. Please bring it to me and tell me which data can I collect from this website. So that AI tool will go to the destination website, bring back a sample and tell the customer, okay, I recognized in this website, this table, it has this column, right? It will take example, the example again of the real estate agent. So I, the real estate agent, will tell this AI tool, here's apartments.co.uk, right? The AI tool goes, brings back and says, okay, I recognize on apartments.co.uk, this table which lists apartment, there's the apartment address, the, uh, the size, how many rooms, price, et cetera, et cetera. Please tell me which columns do you want? So I, the real estate agent, will tell you back in the chat, think about you know, chat GPT and chat-based AI tools, please give me apartment address, size, and price. And I, the AI tool, develop on the spot the collector that will go back to apartments.co.uk and bring you this information. And I can even do this on a periodic uh, time frame every day because apartment listing might change. So by developing this, I can cater to a very large piece of the market for people who need data, but aren't bothered with developing the collectors. It's not their forte, it's not their business, but they know what they want. So this is one of the places we're looking for. We believe the entire market will go there in terms of data collection, AI-based tools. Um, so you know we're joining the, the wagon here. Nice. And all of that sounds really good. But, you know, for, for those who, you know, perhaps find this a little bit uh, daunting, how, how easy is this to really, you know, set up in their systems and, you know, get started with? So it's pretty simple. Uh, you go, in our case, to netnot.io, you register. We have a registration form. You log it, you register, you give all your information. Uh, what's your high-level use case, if you understand what you want? Uh, we get back to you. One of our sales representatives, you know, gets you on the phone or on some IM of choice. We we talk a bit. We understand what you need. Some are familiar. Some are not. And we very fast onboard you to a trial. We connect you to one of our uh, customer success managers who leads you through the trial. Make sure everything works. We help you with code snippets that you could put in your code to start working or accessing our API with our documentation. You do the trial, you collect your data, usually with very high success rates, uh, and then you move from trial to production, right? So it's very, very easy. Um, and we have very professional people you know, with you along the way, whether it's, like I said, sales representatives, customer success, account managers, once you become a, a customer who walk with you, who talk to you about our new products when they come out, you know, check up on you once a week to see how you're going. So it's a, it's a very tight relationship with our customers. Yeah, sounds perfect. And, and just to kind of reiterate, you know, anyone who wants to learn more about what we discussed today, um, please do head over to, to netnut.io. Um, Eaton, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for having me. And also thank you to everyone who listened as well. Uh, we hope you took a lot away from today's podcast and uh, we'll leave all the links that we talked about today uh, in the description below.
We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series. But until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, please head on over to EM360Tech.com.